myself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Polinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. How are we doing on sound? Sounds good. I mean, Sounds good. Look Looks good. Let's, let's just double check. I'm going to stop it real quick. All right. Okay. Welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. Love it. <laughs> I'm Eduardo Manteca. I'm here with Daniel Puinski. Hello. All right. So today we are going to finish this series of planets, at least the seven planets. Yeah, the seven visible planets. Yes. And uh, we're going to finish with the almighty sun. The almighty sun. Right? No, I can't wait. Um, a lot of information on the, on the sun, and I know that um, I have a lot of questions, as I always do for you, Daniel, and... I know we're going to clear a lot of those up, as we always get to do that, which is my favorite. But we'll start right away with, you know, as as we all know, the, the sun, right? So, ah, the star that, you know, orbits all of all of them. Yep. Right? Um, you know, temperature is so hot that, you know, no solid or liquid mm-hmm. can exist on it. And above all, you know, the amount of energy and the source of energy that it's been for us um, as beings of this planet and the means of light that it's brought us and the heat to keep us warmth to sustain that, that life purpose. Right. Right. And I know that um, right away, I want to get into what we were discussing before we, we went on to recording is um, the conscious mind, right? Your thoughts, um, the core of who we really are, and the quest for self-realization. Right. Um, but yeah, let's go right ahead into into the self. Yeah, yeah, man. And again, you know, the, the self is really important, and that's kind of the first thing we're going to tackle today. Um, but what we're going to kind of look at right really quick is just like a broad look at all the different archetypes that kind of represent the sun. Because you did, you brought up a really good point when you brought up warmth, when you brought up light. Um, the sun, it's going to represent our conscious mind, and that's going to be something we're really going to focus on today. Um, you know, our will to live, the giver of life, that creative life force, the um, the adult self, the sun's really going to represent the ego, um, really our basic identity. It's going to provide vitality. It's also going to be able to provide pr- tr- um, direction. It almost represents the here and now. We're going to see the story of rebirth be brought up with the sun. Um, you know, again, we're, we're talking about that mind, that conscious mind, that left side of the neocortex. You know, and one thing about that left side of the neocortex and an interesting aspect about the sun is the sun is the one planet that doesn't go retrograde. It's very direct, right? Um, so it's always kind of in this forward direction giving motion, Um you know, again, to the idea of forgiveness, and that's how we're going to kind of end this episode. And it's almost one of the most important stories about the sun, the idea of forgiveness, salvation. We're going to look into aspects of the hero, um, even that aspects of the youthful, active energy of ourselves. Um, the idea of channeling energy for the highest good is going to kind of be represented with the sun, the universal father, that male figure, um, really the source of all energy 
and of all life. And that's something that the sun's going to represent. You know, when we talk about the ego, you know, the, that most powerful statement that we can make as conscious individuals that I am, you know, I am, and it's just period, the idea of your existence. Um, the sun's going to rule over things that are worth living and dying for. Okay, so this is really, you know, again, the sun's going to be this interesting one because it's such this huge body. You're going to see a lot of planets and the archetypes we've already spoke about being reflected from the sun. So the sun's almost the source of this energy. And what happens is when this shoots out this electromagnetic energy, these planets pick up this archetypal energy, and that's really what they represent and reflect. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening. A lot of this this creative raw energy of the universe is coming from the sun, and then it's what those planets reflect back to us, and that's how we kind of see it. So we're going to see Venus, we're going to see Mars, we're going to see Jupiter, um, we're going to see all these planets kind of making an appearance in today's conversation, and then we're really going to kind of see the dance of these planets and notice that it's at all times in our life, all these planets are making a, a big role. Um, so again, we're going to be talking about sacrifice, the savior, um, you know, that heart center. So that heart chakra, um, the giving of your heart to a higher, a higher purpose, right? Right. Um, which is going to represent that sacred heart of Jesus. Um, we're going to be talking about the, you know, the the sun guard of ancient religions and the son of God of our modern religions. And we're going to kind of look at them, um, you know, the idea of generation and that generative love principle that we talked about in the, the lost principle episode. And that we also brought up in Venus um, and that generative force. And that's going to come up today. And it's going to be a really, really large um, discussion. Um, gold, but mostly we're going to be talking about alchemical gold, and that's going to be something that we're going to be looking at. And also just like the accepting the challenge of Saturn's boundaries and obstacles. So, um, you know, I thought that was a great, so I think you brought up a great way of like, how do we even start this conversation? And it is, it's the first thing we need to talk about is the sun representing the self, mm-hmm. that I am factor, right? Um, so that was kind of the first question. And this is, this is the fundamental aspect of the of the self, okay? Um, and we're going to see a lot of relationships with other planets. And when we're really discussing the self, we're going to be really looking at the sun and the moon, like we studied last week. Um, and we're really going to see the interplay and the dance between the conscious mind and that subconscious mind. And again, the sun um, and the moon play a huge aspect in understanding somebody's personality and their character. Um, and we're going to really kind of talk about how the sun kind of makes that. But again, these play the two biggest parts in our personality and character right. because, you know, visually, these are the two biggest things we visualize from Earth, right. right? The sun and the moon. And it's very interesting. Although the sun is so much larger than the moon, because of the distance and how distance works, the moon appears to be the same size to us, okay? And that's going to be a really interesting aspect. Again, astronomy always reflects astrology as much as they want to deny it. But the moon is going to play just as big as a part in your character and your personality as the sun does, Um, but the moon's a little bit more hidden, right? We talked about this last week, Um, and you know that those energies kind of go in a little bit of an ebb and flow motion, so sometimes we're emotionally charged, sometimes we're not. Where that sun energy that we're going to kind of talk about with this left side of the brain and this conscious mind, it's always kind of shining through. Okay, so this is why your sun sign is kind of the first sign you learn in astrology. And a lot of people think this is the only sign that you learn in your astrology. And it's just because your sunshine 
shines on through, and it's a right. really active pers- partic- um, participant in your personality. Um, but again, it's very interesting that they appear equal in size, even though that's not the case. You know, but for visually of how we kind of appear. Um, and again, it just really kind of tells, shows the interplay between our conscious and our subconscious aspects of ourselves. So again, that sun represents that conscious, that um, aspect of your mind that you're aware of, and the moon's going to really represent that subconscious and more your emotional intelligence. Um, you know, and the moon represents not only your personality, but also like the cycles of your personality, like the various moods, um, where your son's going to be in cycles as well, but that's going to be almost about like your mental vitality and your mental will is kind of how we see those cycles. Right. right. right? Um, and again, we're going to see that and that sun energy, because we went so deep into that moon energy last week, that feminine receptive energy, this sun energy is going to be masculine. It's going to be penetrating. It's going to be fiery. This is outward consciousness. So this is why it can be, uh, Beneficial, but also very destructive. Beneficial, but also very destructive. And again, that's when we kind of look at the planets, we're always going to see that polarity. Polarity is always going to make itself apparent, right? Because you can either provide light for somebody or you can burn somebody, right? right? Um, and that's that's a huge aspect to why we learn these, not only why we learn polarity, but why we learn the aspects of the planet so we can put them together in the right combination to create that alchemical marriage that we're uh, striving to do. So yeah, so perfect, man, that, that male energy, this is that phallus penetrating energy. It's hot. Um, Again, the male energy penetrates where the female energy, which is the represented with that chalice or that cup is that receptive energy. Okay. And it's more of a cooling energy. So um, the sun represents the I am, and that ego and your identity. And, you know, we spoke about that ego, the idea between that uppercase E ego, which is universal consciousness and aligning yourself with that and really chan not so much, I don't want to use the word channel, but really aligning yourself to the will of creation and then manifesting the will of creation through that higher ego, rather than that lowercase ego, which you're talking about where you're burning other people and it's all about me, 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 mm-hmm. me, me, right? Um, so again, this is the identity and it, the the sun's really going to just represent the core of who you really are, um, what shines through. So your pride, um, how you harness that creative energy, um, how you harness that universal energy to really accomplish your purpose, Okay. Um, so it's the source of your creativity. So again, now we, we're seeing the aspects of its relationship with Venus, right? Venus was all about your creative energy using that heart energy. And this, the sun again is where they're getting this energy from. So this is just the, the aspect that they reflect so well in those planets. Um, so, you know, what you create is a reflection of who you are. So it's your your creations that we create, whether it's our art, maybe it's our careers, maybe it's how we create our families. This is an internal reflection of your internal sun shining through. Right. So again, we're, you know, we always talk about action and this is the creation of your action. And this is really what your sun sign kind of embodies. And this is kind of what the sun represents to the self. So, um, you know, what do you create? with that vitalizing energy of the universe. What do you do in the light of the day, right? So the sun is always going to be looking at that aspect and kind of studying how how do we, you know, how do we find our purpose and how do we manifest our purpose, right? right? Yeah, so I mean, I know that I've I've read this before but 
In regards to what you just said, as far as the energy and like putting it to good use, I know the sun cannot be too large or strong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or too small because then it, it, it's weak, right? So like right. I, I was reading and you can kind of elaborate on this on the healthy sun and like a bad sun, but in like overall, like the attention and what we put into as far as the love and the praise that we give to something that we want to, you know, manifest or create or just be overly aggressive in its energy, right? right? And being very destructive as we were just talking about. I mean, I know that uh, I was reading something in regards to um, something Carl Jung had said in regards to the sun, but uh, obviously we all know that it's not only beneficial, but also destructive and it's always, or it can't be seen as a source of death and control, which is where I think the male energy can kind of come in right. in that with, you're talking about the the two different kinds of egos. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really want to... Um, ask you a little bit more about, you know, in regards to the mother energy and the the moon being so close to this planet, do you think it, it's so interesting how like the, the father energy is just so, it's just far enough where it, it does its job, but from a distance, it's not like right up on us. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because it's, if it, if it is, it's too much, you it know, burns. Like we can't really, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that was something interesting that I was reading when, when talking about the like self-identity and like the core of who we really are. But I think it's interesting, the balance there between the two um, in regards to us covering the moon last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, I recommend you listening to that in order to make sense of what I'm saying. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting, man. Um, In regards to the self. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, the idea of, um, you know, we brought it up last week, but you really use the mother to connect with the father, right? Because we can't stare directly into the sun. That energy is just too direct. Yes. It will blind us, you know? So you use that moon energy of reflection, that water energy to reflect on the father. And that's how we really understand the father, you know? Um, and that's and that's so important. And, and also, that's also, we use that same process, not only in our parental relationships, not only how we understand universal understanding, but that's also the same process when we learn about ourselves and others, right? right? The sun sign is going to be because it shines through. Like when you get to know somebody, you're going to see their sun sign very quickly. Like their rising sign is going to be kind of the first thing you see. And we'll kind of talk about how rising plays a role, but your sun sign plays, um, you're going to kind of notice people's sun traits very quickly. Their moon sign, you really have to get to know somebody and you really have to go through multiple moons with them till you really start seeing those traits come out. Because again, the moon is so influencing to our moods, right. you know? So when you're really getting to know somebody, you're really actually getting to know their moon. Um, and then how we get to know ourselves deeply is we use that sun, we use that light, we use that creative energy to go within and to create light so we can see the darkness of our subconscious and actually enlighten ourselves because that's all enlightenment is it's just opening up those dark parts of our mind of our psyche and of our consciousness right because it is the moon is hidden you know especially a lot of times it's physically hidden so you know it's that interplay between the two between the sun and the moon and the interplay between the mother and the father that is so important to the creation of the complete self so yeah it's 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 such a fascinating, and we could just go on a conversation about the sun and the moon. Um, we could do a whole podcast on it. Like we could just be called Sun and Moon, and we could just talk about it because it's endless. Yeah, right? it, it really is. It really is. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't mean to. I never mean to cut Daniel off. It just gets so excited. If you could see all my notes that are here, and they have like little pen marks, and I kind of redo things because there's so much that I want to cover within this topic. And as Daniel's saying, we can go on and on. But uh, 
I know that one thing before Daniel and I um, again started recording, we were talking about was its alchemical um, definition and like, you know, as far as the sun being gold in regards to gold and then like the, the sun being that gold. And I know I've seen that a lot through um, other ancient um, beliefs about the sun and, you know, whether it's, it's Egypt or, or the Mayans or, right. you know, um, the Sumerians and so forth. There, there's a lot that has to do with, with different definitions for, for the sun and its, and its power. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk about this in regards to alchemy Oh, awesome. And you know, that's that you bring up a great point with alchemy because alchemy, now that we've kind of got these fundamental principles down and we've talked about these planetary archetypes, we've talked about the hermetic laws, we're really going to move into the discussion of alchemy and we're going to get much deeper into that aspect. So, you know, as we, what are we on episode 22 today? Yeah. So as we kind of go through the 20s and even into the early 30s, we're really going to be looking at that alchemical process and where we kind of see that. And again, it's just nature being our greatest teacher, which we know is the case. Um, and that's kind of really what the alchemical process is going to represent. Um, but you can't talk about the sun without bringing up alchem alchemy and alchem alchemical gold. Um, so that's a perfect, perfect way to look at this because again, what we really did and even the steps we took in this whole process of this whole program we did on the planets is we went through the ladder to heaven in regards to alchemy. So it's a seven-step ladder, and it starts with Saturn, and it right. ends with gold. So it ends with the sun. Okay, so it's always going to start in that material realm, and you make your way up to the seven planets to get to gold. And then you don't just finish there. There's a new ladder on the next level. And it's again, it's going to kind of start in Saturn understanding, and you're going to make your way up, and you're always climbing more ladders, and it's endless. It's, it's a lifelong study, right? It's like musical notes. There's always the seventh note, the eighth note is the next octave. And then you start again on a low vibration, you make your way up. Um, so again, this understanding of how frequency works, how vibration works within this frequency. And you know, even sometimes we get thrown off because we kind of feel like we went backwards, but that's not really the case. Mm. We're actually in a new frequency yeah. at just a lower vibration. So we need to kind of start raising that vibration again to keep climbing that ladder because this is the ladder to heaven. Um, the idea that the alchemists used to believe is God is never going to pick you up out of the dirt. Like you have to, you were, you know, with a story and we'll talk about really what that story was when we were kind of banished. Um, but you have to climb your way back up to God. Um, and that's this process. That's this alchemical process. And it starts with the first levels you're going to do is going to go from Saturn to the sun, which is alchemical gold. Um, so we, we, it's a great way to kind of bring up that idea because, you know, again, when they were talking about these planets, they speak in a code and we, again, we have this revisionist history, um, especially our like postmodernist history we have today, which is just the worst. Um, but we have this revisionist history where we just like to put our opinions and kind of just put in our own beliefs of what people believed. Right. Okay. Um, and we're going to kind of talk about how this works, but you know, the sun and the moon play an important role because again, the sun and the moon are not planets. The moon is a satellite of earth and the sun is the a generating star, right? So um, that's going to be really, really important in this alchemical process. And we're going to kind of allude to this because it's, again, that sun, being a sun, it's a self-generating life force that the planets revolve around to get nourishment from. This is how they survive. They revolve around this sun. Okay, so 
one thing you, we really need to understand is when we look at historical, really ancient civilizations, look at their writings, we're going to see that knowledge is a wheel, okay? And we go through times of understanding, and then we go through these dark ages. So when Galileo was made the whole statement that the earth revolves around the sun, and it's not the other way around, and he was um, almost killed for this, he actually had to repent this to keep his life— he wasn't the first one to know this, okay? Now, he might have been the first one in that culture to rediscover that. And look, at we rediscover ancient secrets all the time, but he, we know in past civilizations that this was not the case. They had an understanding of how this universe worked, okay? Um, the, um, the Egyptians knew this. The Babylonians knew this, okay? Pythagoras describes the planets as chariots, chariots of the gods right. revolving around a star, Okay, so Pythagoras knew this in ancient Greece. Egypt knew this. We know right. this. Um, we know this um, because even just the Egyptians' placement of the Pyramid of Giza, it's directly under Sirius B, which is our mother star. That's the star that our sun revolves around. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have perfectly nailed this. And I mean, again, like, there's so much stuff to kind of show that these people had, that this civilization was so far beyond what we oh, give yeah. them credit for. I mean, even for the fact that they made pyramids and we can't do that today and they're perfectly placed, you know, the stones fit perfectly. The, the um, speed of light is hidden all through there. It's all with the Fibonacci sequence. It's like, it's unreal how much information is enclosed in those pyramids. But one of those indications being <coughs> that, excuse me. Oh, you're good. My guy. Um, you know, this is information is like in a wheel in a cycle. So we go through right. these ages of remembering and these ages of forgetting. So when we really think about this alchemical process, they understood that we revolve around the sun. Okay. Now, again, that's information is going to get lost and it's going to get rediscovered, but they knew that this, that that's the generative energy and this generative life force of the universe. Um, and this alchemical process brings you up the ladder to become your own generator of universal creation, right? You're a star, baby. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. that's what this alchemical process is all about being. It's like, you're going to go from Saturn materialism to being your own generator of life force. And just think about what we've been discussing. Think about what alchemy represents. Think about what astrology is actually trying to unfold for you. Look at the, the fool's journey in the tarot, okay? Everything's about force. Everything, the Star Wars episode, right? Yep. Everything's about this penetrating force. What this is alluding to us is this idea that that generative force that controls the universe is also internally in us. Exactly. We're going to see that through the heart, and we're going to kind of get deeper into that. But you are this infinite source of power. So you not only carry the light of the universe, you not only can perceive the light of the universe, you also carry the light of the universe inside you. Um, and that's what this whole thing's about. It's about you becoming the star that you are. Right. Um, and, um, you know, the idea that this is, again, it's this, we come up with this, the, that lost principle, and this is what that hidden principle is in Freemasonry that we talked about, that generative Generate. principle, yeah. right? Because this is what it's talking about. Now, we, we brought this up in the lost principle episode. We brought this up in the Venus episode because this is what Venus reflects off of the sun and does a beautiful way of romantically showing it to us. But this is that self-generating energy um, of the heart, okay? Um, 
and it's it's the fire um that is generated and again i believe we've kind of broken this up but i really want to kind of come back to it um it's a because like fire in our physical world has to burn through something it needs some kind of fuel right if we create a if me and you go camping and we have a fire we have to burn through wood to create that fire to generate that heat we need to make a sacrifice and the sacrifice is the wood right correct so this what the sun represents is this self-generating energy that doesn't need a fuel, it doesn't need a sacrifice. And that's gonna kind of come back in when we're kind of talking and really closing up this episode. Cause I really want you to remember that that sun energy, even though it represents sacrifice, also represents that there is no sacrifice with this energy. And we're gonna kind of get into that. Um but again, in our physical realm and how we perceive fire and how we can handle fire in the material world, there needs to be a sacrifice, whether it's fuel or wood, something needs to be sacrificed. Um, so the, the fire has to burn through the wood. The sun and the stars are self-generating energy sources, so there's no sacrifice needed. And this is what the ancients believed why this was God, because they understood that this energy does not need a source to burn through. It does not need a sacrifice. This is the invisible power of the universe making itself visible. Right. It's in, it's internal. I know the Mayans felt that way of the sun always being internal. Right? The like, sun is internal. So yeah, so we, there's an external representation right. of it. But again, as above, so below. If there's an external representation, there's an internal representation. Okay. When people talk about, and you'll hear this in history classes, oh, they worshiped the sun. They did not worship the physical, the sun. They worshiped a physical representation of the invisible and the eternal. Mm -hmm. So they just saw this as the physical representation of the universe providing us a symbol of what God embodies, which is this universal life force. Okay, so they didn't actually worship the physical sun. This was, again, was an embodiment of it. Now, when you know, when corrupt priest takes over and the esoteric fades away and then we have exoteric, yeah, then the stories come and then it's, you know, the Mayans did this, they went from esoteric to exoteric. We've seen this in Christianity. We see this in so many religions where they kind of water it down and they're just like, well, we can't have everybody like enlightened, you know, because then like, who are we going to boss around, you know, because if everybody's a sovereign star, you can't tell them what to do because they recognize their self-importance and they know they'd be like, actually, no, you are not my judge. You are not my master. Right. right. And there's freedom. Um, and there's freedom. <laughs> That's exactly right, man. No, but, I love how you just put that. But yeah, so the, um, you know, the, this is just a representation of God. The energy that this sun gives off is the energy of our known universe. And it's just how we perceive it. And we need these visualizations, just like we need the visualization of the moon to give us the mother. This is the visualization of the father and this internal force that yeah. flows through everything. No, well said, man. Really, really well said, especially when covering about, you know, there's so much that we can go into again with the ancients, but I love that in general, what, what we're all talking about here is that the idea of, of being the bringers of light. And I mm. think that's awesome that you just make sure you, you tell everyone that you know that you are a star, a rising star. Mm -hmm. And, and <laughs> we often like really are the own, uh, we we're the dimmers of like our own light, yeah. which is just like very, very interesting. But uh, even that being said with, with dimming our own light, I mean, that's where I think the sun lies within uh, its healing powers. Right. 
So like within medicine, I know that what I've been reading with regards to sun and sunlight, but uh, it's interesting how when dimmed from that light, you know, there's a lot of ailment, you know, and, and so, yeah, I just really want to talk about that. You know, one of the things that I, I've been reading a lot about with regards to um, medicine here that I have is how it's never really faded away or how it's never really been dismissed um, as far as its benefits. Right. For, for the soul. But if you want to take it away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you know, it's, we could we see the play right now with the how the social engineers like one of the things how they were trying to push right. this COVID thing was you know just don't go outside because the best thing you're going to do for your immune system is to go outside exactly. and actually get that vitamin D from the sun and the sun is this life giving energy okay it's what generates the life force in the whole universe and again you know we can get into like sun nourishment and proper sun gazing like responsible right. sun gazing is. Um, can be a process. Now in the West, there's a lot of belief that this is what chemtrails are for. It's to actually block the ability to kind of create nourishment from the sun. Now, again, don't just go outside and start sun gazing. Like you have to learn the process because there's a certain time of the way you do it. There's a whole study to it. Like, don't just like go out at like noon and just be like, well, Daniel said, yeah. and start looking at the sun. Cause it's not going to work, but there is that nourishment that kind of come from it. But I mean, just think about it, man. When, like, what do you think you are consuming when you eat food? You're consuming the solar life, that life-giving energy of the sun. The food you consume is only a vehicle to trap the energy of the sun and impart it into your body. That's all you're eating. Yep. You're eating the solar energy, right? So this is, again, when we eat vegetables, when we eat fruits— that's life-giving force, that energy force of the sun is getting trapped in the vehicle of the fruits and the vegetables, and then we're just ingesting that sunlight. That is what's giving us life force. That is what's giving us nutrition. This is how we survive. So the food you consume is not only a vehicle to trap the energy of the sun um, and impart it into your body. So yeah, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that because I did not do a good job. The food you consume is not only a vehicle to trap the energy of the sun, but it's also a vehicle to impart it into your body. So your body can assimilate the nutrients from that life-giving force of energy of the sun. And this is the major argument in esoteric veganism and vegetarian diets. So again, a lot of philosophers in the back, like plant-based philosophers, felt that vegetables and fruits were just a direct source of that energy where an animal diet you're going through an extra step because again what energy are you getting from the animal you're getting the fruits and vegetables that that animal ate and then processed through its body and assimilated into its body and then you're eating that nutrients so these vegan philosophers and these plant-based philosophers you know, again, animals weren't treated the way we treat animals today. So there's so many different reasons for people to be a veg vegan and a vegetarian today. But how they saw it as a philosophical process of why would I put an extra barrier of getting that life-giving force energy from the sun? Right. Like I wouldn't want to put an extra step because then it's getting diluted. It's getting watered down by the time it gets to me. If I'm eating the planet, if I'm eating the animal to get the nutrients of the plant that it ate, why don't I just skip that step and eat the plant? Right. Um, so you're getting the energy. Um, they felt that this was an extra step that they didn't think they needed. Because um, again, this this solar energy is everywhere. You know, when we were talking about the fire and using wood, <clears throat> when you light wood on fire, 
you're releasing the trapped solar energy of that wood. You're just releasing the sunlight. That's what you do when you create a fire. You're releasing the sunlight that that tree or that wood has absorbed over the lifetime of that tree. And you're just releasing that energy. The solar energy is the creative energy. It's that warmth. It's that nutrition. It's Mm -hmm. that energy, right? And that's what we can see energy in fire. You can see energy in the food we take. And again, I'm, um, I'm not pushing, like if you, you, your diet is your own self-choice, but just be aware too, if you are somebody who does eat meat, this is why it's important to find a meat source. This is why, like, why grass-fed beef is so important because this, the animal's actually eating the nutrition it's supposed to get. It's actually getting the sunlight. It's not this GMO corn. So you can actually get a little bit nutrition from that. Again, you know, there's a lot of benefits um, to the vegan and vegetarian diet, but I, I always try to stay in the middle ground. So just if you do eat meat, make sure it's coming from a, a good source that that animal is actually properly nourished, you know? Right. And again, in the factory farming situation that we have um, now, you have all this fear that you're eating. There's all this other energy. You're not just getting that solar energy like when we had husbandry and there was actually like this non-verbal agreement between the animals and we'll kind of get into the esoteric understanding of that because we will kind of go deeper into pretty much like everything we're talking about today but this was the this was the selling point for plant-based philosophers it wasn't so much a, a morality thing um because again animal the, the treatment was much different back then it was more based on the idea of like why would I want to put a barrier Another between step. that solar energy? Because that, again, it's that life-giving energy. So when you're talking about medicine and we're talking about all this stuff, you're right. This is that energy that kind of doing this. Um, and this is why, um, you know, this is why the social engineers love to use the sun in their logos. Because again, the sun we're really starting to see is our savior, you need the sun, right? You need the sun to survive. And this is why they put them in their logos, logos because they're like, oh, you need this. Like this is, this is something you need, even if it's just like a poisonous cleaning product. But like it's got the sun on there and hey, then that sun rose, you rose up today too, you know? So it's going to be very interesting um, with that aspect um, as we kind of, as we kind of go through um, and kind of really kind of start discuss that. So again, the sun really gives us that idea of that generative life force energy and really kind of what it entails. Right. So I, I just wanted to go back just a little bit more in regards to the relationship between the sun and the moon as it was brought up last time, but in more so in regards to the sun and its relationship to alchemy and, and specifically in a, in the sense of a planet, Saturn. I know that we talked about this before when we mentioned Saturn, but if you can kind of just enlighten me. All right. Yeah, great, man, because you do. You brought up a really... A really good point because there is that special relationship between the sun and the moon, and it's it's something that we can perceive very well. And then when you're really kind of identifying the sun, and again, we see these the characteristics of the sun in all the planets, but it does have a very special relationship with Saturn. Um, and again, we went through Saturn. If, if you guys did not hear the episode, that podcast on Saturn, I think it's a really great one. We got a really great response from that one from all of our listeners because, again, Saturn plays such a huge role in our physical environments. And again, it's that first step of the alchemical process. So if we're going to get past that first step, we have to understand that first step to climb that ladder up to the sun and then continue that. So we need to be able to identify the Saturn on that next frequency, on that next Mm -hmm. octave that we make it to. So again, Saturn is always going to be about obstacles, 
and boundaries. Okay. Um, the sun is all about the self-identification to say, I'm going to push through those obstacles and those boundaries. Right. Okay. So we talked about how Jupiter, you kind of use that energy to expand the boundaries, but the sun is really that self-identification of the ego to say, you're not going to hold me back. Okay. Even the the alchemical um, sign of the sun or the astrological glyph for the sun is a dot with a circle around it. And what that's really kind of showing is the self-identification of us within the the rings of Saturn. So again, even in the glyph of the astrological representation, Saturn's making a presence. So it is really, really important. So Saturn's all like, you can't do that. And the sun's like, watch me, right? And that's going to be the sun. And so the sun's all going to be about following the heart's desire. And we're really going to kind of start exploring the heart um, further through this episode. Um, Because Saturn's duty is to challenge you, okay? The sun's duty is to take Saturn up on the challenge. Okay, so Saturn rewards those who push back and prove their worth. So Saturn doesn't hate you. Okay, and we I think we did a good job to kind of do this. Like Saturn's all about the construction of experience, so you can actually go through this physical experience to evolve your soul. But Saturn just wants to make you stronger. Mm. Okay, so Saturn doesn't hate you. It just represents that ultimate energy that's saying like okay, if you want to push these limits, you have to prove it to me. And you're going to use that sun, that self-identification, that higher ego to make that happen. Okay, so in a movie, Saturn's always going to kind of represent that ultimate villain, and the sun's always going to represent that archetypal hero. So again, now we have the hero's journey really making us um, itself present. And all that study, all that study of the hero's journey is really, we're starting to see it's this alchemical ladder. Mm -hmm. And again, Everything's a thread. So all these subjects are going to be connected to each other. And once you learn one, you are learning about the other. And that's what's so great about alchemy, the occult, the esoteric. As you learn one side, you raise the bar on everything. Okay. It's kind of like how a wave crashes and then it just keeps expanding out and you cover even more ground with the waves collapse. And we'll kind of talk about the significance of waves um, in future episodes. Um, but the sun is all about following your purpose and your passion, okay? The sun, it represents, this is the story of the sun god, okay? And we know that the sun god and the son of God are the same story, just retold, right? So the sun follows purpose and passion. This is the passions of Christ, okay? This is your purpose and your passion. This is the same story. This is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It's true the Son is our Savior because if the Son doesn't rise, neither do we. Okay, so we're really starting to see the aspects of why in Christianity. And again, you're going to see the story of the Son in every religion, right? We're going to see in Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, um, all the all the world religions, when you really get down to it, there's going to be a representation of the Son story. Okay, Um, so it's going to make itself evident in every culture. So again, the the sun kind of represents really for if we're going to be breaking down Christianity, and we're again we just focus on Christianity because we do we live in a Western culture that's very much grouped around this. But again, this this connection and this relationship between the sun and Saturn, we've spoke about this in the past. Saturn is the Old Testament. The New Testament is the story of the sun. So the story of the Old Testament and Saturn and boundaries um, and judgment, right? right? 
um, barriers to self-realization. That was all very much the Old Testament. And the New Testament is going to represent the sun. So again, Saturn is really much right. of the judge. And the God, and the God in the, the representation of Saturn, which is the in representation the of God, is judgmental in the Old Testament, right? right? Where the New Testament... Bringer of light. The bringer of light and forgiveness, right? Uh, the sun does not judge. It shines its light on all. Right. Okay? Where Saturn judges. The sun, the sun god's going to go around teaching love, peace, and forgiveness. You know, the sun's going to be like, you know, follow what is in your heart. Okay? The way. The kingdom of heaven is a condition of the heart. And that's what we're really going to get our representation with the sun. And again, this is the sun pushing the barriers of Saturn, right. teaching about love, teaching about forgiveness, which is going to be almost like the overarching theme of this episode, compassion, okay? Um, again, this is why Jesus Christ is always represented with that almost 3D heart. Like when you look at yeah. the like Catholic candles and the, gro- the Mexican grocery stores, the heart's almost coming out at you. Right. And this is really a huge tenet in esoteric Christianity. And this is why esoteric Christianity was so focused on charitable works, you know, really evolving the heart and putting the heart out there to take care of your brother, right? So again, we'll kind of get into astrotheology and the evolution of consciousness and it's not saying one religion is better than the other. It's just saying at different times, there's different lessons that right. happen for that evolution to take place. Like you had to have the Buddhism internal enlightenment before you could have the expansion of the Christ heart and that Christ consciousness right. to take care of your brothers, right? So it had to go in a certain order. And when we see and we really study true history, we see that order and it's very easy to perceive. Um, you know, again, so Saturn is the judge and the sun doesn't judge. Like, Need not father judge, they know not what they did, right? This is these are the words of Jesus. Uh, and you know, the even the idea of like blessed are the peacemakers, for they are the sons of God. This like this is the story of us. This this story, the story of the sun and its contestment with Saturn and the contestments of the boundaries and the restrictions of this physical world and how we need these these restrictions to be able to perceive the soul's journey, this is the story of us, okay? Um, and again, these peacemakers, like you can just see it in his words, blessed are the peacemakers for they are the sons of God. So when you actually start taking prophets' words for their actual saying and not what an organized church is telling us, right. you start to see that, Jesus Christ very much stated that he is not the only son of God. He says the peacemakers, for they are the sons of God. Okay, so the words of the prophet is saying, whoever practices peace and love is the son of God. Yes. So again, we're negating all that mistranslation and that literal interpretation of the Bible. And on top of that, all the censorship that has happened that has twisted things, but the story of the son and the story of Christ is our story. And esoteric, uh, exoteric Christianity has hidden this and created the narrative that Jesus Christ is the one and only son of God. And this is not the case. We've seen sun gods represented in every other culture, and they have the same stories as Jesus Christ. Right. So again, one thing too is it doesn't matter. It doesn't even 
like it doesn't matter to even get into a conversation of like did this actual individual exist because it doesn't matter it's all about the message it's all about the expansion of consciousness and you know was Afri- was Jesus white was he black there was probably multiple incarnations of this energy at the time so there probably was a black Jew. there was probably a Chinese you know there was an Asian one there was all over right, it's just right. how consciousness kind of expands you know so occasionally um Heaven sends someone who's not only human, but divine, and that through his mind and his excellence, we may be able to reach heaven. So that's this idea of prophets coming to expand consciousness that come and they enlighten us to parts of our brains, enlighten us to parts of our psyche, enlighten us to parts of our consciousness that helps us elevate that climb up to heaven. Okay, so these prophets come at the right time to enlighten us open up more aspects of our brain, get that energy moving so we can actually perceive the infinite, believe, perceive the eternal. And this is going to happen through prophets. And it doesn't matter if it's an actual person, if it's an idea, if it's an emotional sentiment, we can see these ways of consciousness in the flow and we can even track them through astrolog- um, astrologically, through astrotheology, through the procession of the equinoxes. Mm-hmm. And we can see which prophets came at what time. You know, this is why Jesus, again, we've always spoke about this, but this is why, again, Jesus comes at the age of Pisces and he's the fisher of men. Like we see these patterns, again, pattern recognition and understanding this, understanding that all these religions, especially esoterically, are looking at a larger story. It's not right. just this single story where it's my God's better than your God because God would never divide and conquer. Man divides and conquer to control. And that's the aspects that we see. And we see that not only in religion, we see that in society, we see that in politics. Um, I mean, we even see that in like education. It's, it's just, it's evident that this is a, that is a product of man, university, universal love. And I mean, really just kind of that whole compassion and unity that is a component of God, and that is what we kind of perceive. You know, so again, this mistranslation has really kind of given us this idea that, you know, my God is better than your God, and we need to fight the death. And it's just like, what God wants us to fight? You know, no, man wants us to fight. Exactly. Exactly, right? So, um, you know, as we kind of really start breaking down this story of the sun, um, and again, this sun story, we can see in Christianity— we can see in all the other major religions, and we can see it in all the great stories. So this is going to be the story of Hercules. This is going to be the story of the same story that we were talking about last week with Star Wars, or two weeks ago with Star Wars. Um, and it's this idea that the son is willing to die for this sacrifice, okay? He's willing to die, so the Christ figure— Whatever embodiment and whatever story it's told through, his purpose is to, and why he needs to die for his purpose is to show you to find and to follow your own purpose. So you need to open your heart to true love and dedicating yourself to the alignment of truth. And he's willing, or she's willing, because the sun god doesn't have to just be a male, um, when it's told through the story, is willing to die for this experience to show you, to wake you up, that there is a higher purpose to things. And that's what the sun's really going to see. Because again, Saturn wants to just be like, no, it's just this physical world. You die, you're buried, you turn to dust, right? Where the sun's just like, no, I know, I have the highest perspective. I shine down. I know exactly what this internal energy. I can feel the self-generating energy within me. Energy doesn't dissipate. Something happens to my soul. Like I, I don't. My body might die, but my soul does not. And that's really what the soul 
and that sun god is trying to enlighten us and wake us up to okay so opening your heart to true love true compassion and dedicating yourself to this alignment of truth and again this all comes back to that knowing thyself connecting with the eternal and eternal power of creation okay so really connecting with that internal light um, that forever light that we find within that as above so below we see physically representative of the sun this this is the birth of the king the birth of the king is the story of all of us it's the story of the individual listening it's a story you know of eddie and myself it's this birth of the king it's from this it's from this darkness into light this positive manifestation comes from within and it moves out and this is why through this entire podcast we've always said you know if if we want to be successful in creating the um, shared consciousness that we know we can do, it's always going to be an internal thing. We have to find that internal fire. We have to find that internal aspect of creation. And we need to make the changes within to see the changes go without, right? We need it's to rise gonna, together. We need to rise together, exactly, right? Um, and one aspect to this is um, one thing that the Christ story and the story of the Son is um, a really important one, and it's one that we really have to wrap our heads around because it's very applicable to us in this moment, is to learn learn to forgive. Um, you know, we have to learn to forgive, to forgive others, um, but also to forgive ourselves. Um, we have to, you know, we, we are critical on ourselves, and we do want to hold ourselves to a high level, but there also comes this this stage that we do need to forgive ourselves for maybe our missteps, our lost relationships. Um, Cause the sun teaches us that every day is a new day and you know, it doesn't matter how dark the night is, the sun will rise and we will prevail. Like you said, we will rising and that's really what the sun wants to show us. And it wants to really make us softer in the heart and really expand through that heart. And so if somebody has done ill to you, you know, not holding on to that negative charge and, and giving that aspect of forgiveness. And, you know, today is the birth of the new king. When we forgive ourselves of our missteps, we forgive ourselves of, like I said, those past relationships, things not working out like we wanted to. This is part of the story of the son, and we need to learn to forgive and to forgive others. Um, and we'll talk about that. Not saying that justice won't be served if there was really a, a negative thing, but we're kind of kind of talk about how that works. But again, it's, Today is the birth of the new king, so good morning, and it's time to rise, because we do, we need to learn forgiveness. Um, and it's very interesting how forgiveness works, true forgiveness, okay? And now this goes down a kind of um, an alchemical road. Um, I, I don't know if we've covered it before, but it's a conversation I had recently with actually two friends that we met from the podcast that live in Phoenix now which was like the greatest thing in the world, kind of connecting with you individuals in person, which was just fantastic. But we we had this discussion um, about forgiveness, and there's actually a science behind forgiveness. So when you hold a grudge, you are holding on to that negative charge, correct? Mm -hmm. Right? So when you actually, actually in your soul, in your heart, forgive somebody for maybe an ill that they did, you release holding on to that negative charge. And by universal design, that electrical negative charge 
is going to return to sender. So when it returns to sender, it's going to return to the individual that sent that negative charge to you. So Saturn can start going through the process of justice. Now, you can't forgive somebody because you're like, oh, you're going to get karmically paid back. I'm going to forgive you. So you get the, so you Saturn balances out the universe. It's not going to work that way. You just have to fully and truly forgive somebody for that to happen. Um, But this is a very important process. Okay. And this is also a very important process and how we handle the situation that we find ourselves in. Um, Because, you know, what we're really kind of looking at is the story of forgiveness and the story of sacrifice. um, Because the idea being, we need to kind of balance out, we don't want to hold on to that negative energy, and we need to kind of make that process happen. and one thing we see with this story of sacrifice and this story of forgiveness and not even holding the grudge against the people that are nailing you to the cross because you know they don't know what they do, right? Um, because the truth is, when you sacrifice yourself to truth and love, you become part of that self-generating eternal energy, So you really become aware that there is no death. There might be a physical death, but the death of your soul moves on, right? And this is what creates comfort. This is why Jesus rises again in Easter, right? This is why we always have the death of the hero to be reborn. And it's this idea that energy doesn't dissipate, right? Even even a there was a research done in the nineteen early nineteen hundreds, I want to say, and this individual was weighing deaths. So what happened was he would weigh somebody right before they were passing away, like an older individual, and then he would weigh them immediately afterwards. And they would come out average about 21 grams lighter. Um, And they believe that that's like the weight of the soul. Mm -hmm. Um, And this idea that the soul lives on and that there is eternal life for the soul. Um, And that there's a, this physical body acts merely as a vehicle for the soul. So, This is why Jesus, this is why Luke Skywalker accept death rather than giving in to fear, okay? The individuals were wrong when they thought they killed Jesus, and they were wrong when they feared their own death, right? They don't have an understanding. So, Father, do not judge them, for they don't know what they did. This is what he's talking about. And this is that idea of when you connect with that generating force of the universe, there's a Mm -hmm. peace um, and a comfort, and there's a calm Zen approach to connecting with that universal energy that gives you without beyond doubt that life is beyond this, yeah. right? This is just a construct of experience for the evolution of our soul. And that's the ultimate the ultimate challenge is when you were put, you know, what do you believe? Do you believe in this physical realm or do you believe in this eternal life? Um, and again, I don't, it's not like this, this heaven paradise. Like I still think there's multiple, multiple steps we're going. And this is just one of the first times we're self-conscious of this, but this is very, very important for the blueprint for our success and our situation, because we do need to learn how to forgive. Um, and I'm not saying justice will not be served, but we must learn how to forgive. So when we deal with this whole situation of like these social engineers, 
again, we always have to protect ourselves and you, you know, you have the right to protect your physical body, but the only way we're actually going to transcend this situation is through love and through self-understanding mm-hmm. and create, you know, creating a network, a network of love and forgiveness. And again, Forgiveness does not mean that justice isn't going to be served and you're just going to let these people off, but actually understanding, you know, that a lot of these individuals that practice these Satanist, dark Luciferian tactics were raised from birth in these organizations, right? The the trauma that they do was done to them at a very early age and they completely manipulated them to carry out the orders. You know, again, judgment will be served, but when we actually forgive, that's when universal judgment comes through. And again, that's why they keep us so tr- distracted from this, from what's going on. It's not only to f- keep us unaware of what they're doing, but if we globally forgave them for what they did as consciousness, the universe would come in and kick their ass immediately. Okay. But we're holding on to that charge because we don't even know what's happening. Right. And we're holding on to it. And people are just so angry. And what do they do is they just go, oh, you don't be angry at me be angry at that group over there, right? Oh, that group over there. And they're going to go over there and be like, you should be angry at this group over there. Cause you know what they're planning to do? Um, they're doing this, 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 this. And they just keep us just passing around those mm-hmm. negative charges right. so they don't go back to the sender. Right. Um, so we really must tr- transmute that aspect um, and really understand truly what forgiveness is and its aspects. And again, I'm not saying that the, these individuals are going to get off, but I'm saying justice will be served by the creator. Absolutely. And that justice is going to be so much more defiant than anything we could physically do. Yep. You know, and we're never going to be able to match them in arms. And, you know, that's never going to happen. If we're going to actually transcend this situation, it's going to be through internal self-knowledge and the process of love and forgiveness, just with the idea of Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Look at how evil this individual was. But when he was approached with sacrificial love energy of an individual who was his own seed saying, no, I'm going to die for truth and love because I know there's something on the other side. It turned one of the most evil villains in the history of stories to change his entire life work and sacrifice himself because he see the penetrating energy of that son sacrifice. Right, the idea that the sun sacrifices its night every night to be reborn again. Um, so again, how we practice forgiveness, how we practice this understanding of ourselves, is so important, and not only our own duty, but kind of how we kind of expand. But again, it all it all starts with the self. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I love everything you just mentioned uh, there towards the end. I did want to add, you know, obviously, the sun generates its energy right? That gives us vitality and that life force, but we generate something also from that life force that we're getting from the sun. And I think in the domino effect, it should go in the direction of generosity and kindness and finding that way to generate that kindness is where you will find forgiveness Mm -hmm. and where everything else will follow. You know what I mean? Being distracted. I know I talked about the metaphor uh, of this plant, but you know, plant life very much needs the sun, right? photosynthesis we all learn about that at a very young age but as you get older you realize like it's the attention i put on to this plant and how i can aid it if it that that is if it's a a plant that you're taking care of at home Mm -hmm. not something in just nature but being able to find the time to nourish the plant and care for the plant will allow it to 
um, you know, survive and, and to, and to carry on another day. And if you can do that with individuals in your life, it, you'll see how your life and its own will, will just be blissful. You know, it really will be. And it, it is a task though. It is a, a, a lot to decipher between what to do with our energy. Again, you mm. can either use that energy for good or you can always use it for bad. It's always going to have that polarity, right? So, um, yeah, my hat's off to you. I love the explanation you just, you just laid out because I think that forgiveness is where it all begins. And, yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited to talk about, I know that you, Briefly, just even mentioned the word karma, but I'm excited that in the later podcast, we'll talk about karma. And I think next week we'll go into reincarnation, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You know, next week's going to be- Spoiler alert. Yeah. A little spoiler alert. That's okay. Because um, again, you know, we're going to we're gonna come back and we're going to do multiple episodes probably on these planets because there's so much we want to cover. You know, again, we can only kind of cover so much in this hour time frame. Like, we wish we could just hang out with you guys like all day, every day. That is our- that is our dream. Let's keep um, going. Let's keep going. Um, but yeah, next week is going to be a really interesting episode. We're going to really look at reincarnation um, and human reincarnation. And what we're really going to be looking at is kind of the Western perspective on reincarnation and the Eastern perspective on human reincarnation and really how it doesn't matter which one you um, resonates with you um, because the end is going to be the same aspect. We're really going to kind of talk about the evolution of the soul to the process of self-consciousness. And then when you go from there, kind of can come up to your own perspective, but we're really going to kind of look at, you know, how we start as a single celled organism and then we kind of multiple out of there. Um, But there just brings up so many discussion points and so many fascinating things to kind of think about. So I'm really, really excited about the reincarnation and human reincarnation. And again, wherever you land on that, it doesn't matter because the end is the same um, that we kind of want to make all the progress we can every moment we can. Um, and remember, just like we talked about today, every day is a new day for you to rise, become better. You know, we always want to be a little bit better than we were, but we do, we have to learn to forgive, especially the stuff that wasn't our fault, maybe trauma that's happened, the stuff we carry, that negative baggage, really forgive yourself so you can give room for your heart to start healing. Um, and again, even if you forgive yourself, don't be upset if Saturn after you forgive yourself, balances out the force and you kind of get some kind of some karmic situations that happen, It's that's the process of right. healing, right? Um, you cut away something, there's going to be some pain before it heals completely. So you just want to be aware of that and be prepared for that. But just remember, you're not in this alone. Um, we're in this all together and we're kind of working through it. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, and we're going to all move to Costa Rica. To Costa Rica. Here we come. We'll get a plenty of sun. Oh, we're going to get all the sun. We're going to eat bananas, coconut. Like we're going to so much cool. So many people have like direct messaged me and emailed me about it. And like, these are all like highly skilled individuals that just like are fascinating. Right. Like one was just like talking to me more about earth chips. Like there was this like woodworker. So like, we're just like getting our, we're just getting our community together. And then we're just going to hang out and drink coconuts and give high fives. Give high fives. Yeah. All right. Around. Right. So, um, I mean, other than that, I don't think we have too many new announcements. I think, you know, again, we've got merchandise up. Um, we're going to get a membership page started ASAP. Membership. Memberships. And um, we're going to sh- hopefully shoot some videos cool. very soon, right? Yes. That's on the agenda. Oh, it's on the agenda. Um, but just so many things. But again, we are just so grateful for your presence 
Um, you guys are the ones that make this this all happen. And again, thank you so much for everybody reaching out to both Eddie and I, and just being so supportive. And we are just we're just the two luckiest individuals in the world. Very grateful. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, with that being said, until next time. Until next time. All right.